If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Handle with Care, Cancer and Beyond is a podcast that gives everyone and anyone a place to come and keep it real about their cancer experience. Welcome to Handle with Care, Cancer and Beyond. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Handle with Care, Cancer and Beyond. My name is Chris Donovan, the co-host and producer here. And today on the show, I sit down with Carrie, Lavetta Ross, and two special guests, Chris and Santana, who are fellow podcasters. In this roundtable, we sit here and we discuss the uh, very tough topic of dating after having breast cancer. This conversation gets real and raw, and it's a little longer than our usual shows, but it's worth it. Please give it a listen. This conversation definitely needs to be heard, and uh, if you could do me a favor, share it with a friend, leave us a rating and review. I'd appreciate it. So enjoy this episode. It's Dating After Breast Cancer here on Handle With Care Cancer and Beyond. Hey, Lavetta, how you doing? Hey, Carrie. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. 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 Glad to have you back. Thank you. My unofficial co-host, <laughs> yes. my resident therapist who just yes. got her master's. Yay. Right. We have some special guests with us today. Oh, you even got some applause. Nice, Chris. Nice touch. Uh, so, Chris, my co-host and producer is here. Hi. In the background without a mic. He's just going to play around. We have two special guests. Uh, I will let you introduce yourself, fellow podcaster. I'm Chris. And Edie. Thanks for coming. So listen, um, these two special guests have uh, are not in breast cancer land like Lovetta and I. Uh, Lovetta is a metastatic badass who <clears throat> is, um, how do you say it? Living life to the fullest. Living my best life. Yeah, in spite of it all. And uh, so... On our show, we often talk about issues around relationships following a breast cancer experience. We talk about marriages, how they're either strengthened or they crumble, and all the various reasons why. But Lavetta and I are both single, and I've been single since my diagnosis because the person I was dating at the time couldn't handle it. And so the day after my mastectomy when I came home, and he went with me to the hospital, uh, held my hand, was the last person I saw before I went under the knife. And when I came out, he was there with my parents. And when I came home the next day, on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. I freaking hate Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, he came over uh, trying to be <laughs> trying to be supportive. However, he just was a ball of nervous energy. Mm-hmm. And so I was so doped up on great painkillers that I was really relaxed and I was okay. And so I just looked at him and I was like, okay, Mark, I'm going to need you to go home. Go get yourself together and come back because I'm okay. But your energy right now is really affecting me and I need to be peaceful, right? He said, I totally get it. I'm so sorry. I will go get it together and come back. And he never came back. And I heard from him several weeks later, probably four weeks later, because I had just had my first chemo treatment. And... Then came all the drunk texts and the drunk phone calls, and he just couldn't handle it, you know, and that's okay. 
And I just basically said, listen, I forgive you, but I can't deal with you right now. I'm in chemo. I can't have this conversation with you. And he would text me and text me. I was like, I can't even see straight right now. Like I'm literally just fresh out of chemo. So it's been a very rocky ride for the last 10 years of do I want to date? How do I want to date? And all the questions that come up at our Survivor Social Club at my nonprofit, a lot of them revolves around being single and how do we date again? So we wanted to get two people from the outside, if you will, of Cancerland to get your opinion. And Chris, I'm relying on you to keep it real, both Chris's, because, you know, Chris Donovan, you can be in on this too. I'll be around. Um, Lavetta and I just want to just throw out some frequently asked questions that we get. And she's a therapist, so she comes from a little different space than I do. Um, but one of them is, say you meet somebody and you're talking on the phone, you're getting to know one another, and you decide, well, let's go to coffee or whatever. At what point, Chris, are you expecting a woman to let you know that she has been affected by breast cancer in some way? I hope that she lets me know up front. And by up front, do you Just mean when you first meet? When I first meet her. Like, do you want that on her profile online, like breast cancer yeah. survivor? Yeah. Why? Tell yeah, me why. I think that's important. I think that's acknowledging the fact that she is a breast cancer survivor, uh, first and foremost, and letting people make the decision whether or not they want to, they want to go through that or they want to date her or they want to be involved with that. Some people, some men have problems with you know women not having breasts at all or women who have been affected by breast cancer. Point, point blank. We like boobs. Would you consider boobs to be genitalia? Hmm, that is a very, very good question. I, I, ha- I have a I, I, male I, friend who says that I don't care what you say. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. In this American society, breasts are considered genitalia. I would agree. Breasts are genitalia. I disagree. I agree. From, from my standpoint, from, from my standpoint, because I love breasts. Okay, and that's de- that's I different. I love big but, breasts. I love small breasts. I but love I think if we're being proper about anatomy, is that truly genitalia? I, in my mind, I didn't look up a definition because I don't mm-hmm. prepare. <laughs> I just wing <laughs> it. But genitalia to me means a, a part of your body that you use to, to procreate. Okay? Breasts aren't necessary for that. No. So in my mind, they're not genitalia. They they were created to feed children, and as a result, yes, we have sent. Well, we used to have a sensation and pleasure from them, and yes, we get that they're sexualized and can tied into femininity in this mm-hmm. society. But there are many other countries that they're not. They are seen for what they are. Mm-hmm. So this is a problem. This is a problem for us, Lavetta. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, I think it is a problem. But my question that I wanted to ask, Chris, if the lady tell you up front that she's been affected by breast cancer, she's in remission, or like me, I'm stage four, so um, mine is metastatic, so I'm still in Uh treatment for it. So if she tell you, yes, I've been affected by breast cancer or I'm metastatic, would you make your decision right then and there whether you want to date that person or not? For me, I probably would. I probably would would want to know more information about about her breast cancer and 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 some of the stuff that she's been through, some of her experiences through it. I don't think it's it'll be a, a, a end all decision. 
They'd be like, no, I don't want to date you because you have breast cancer. No, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued because I know it's affected a lot of women and equally intrigued because I know that it affected her and that, you know, that I've experienced that with her. And so I'm sensitive to the fact that a woman has, you know, a woman may have breast cancer. I'm sensitive to that. I'm sensitive to that fight because I watched her go through it. A lot of people think breast cancer <clears throat> is a death sentence. Right. You know, and a lot of men think that once they hear uh, the lady say, um, I've had breast cancer, I'm still going through it, I'm still going through treatment, they think it's a death sentence. But it's actually not. It. I mean, the reason I say that is because anything can happen. You can go out and get hit by a car. You can be right. in a car accident, you know. Um, those of us that are living with metastatic breast cancer, we still having fun. We're still living our lives. But we're looking for um, relationships as well, you know, and those type of relationships that we're looking for are those men that are willing to go through the process, mm-hmm. understand the process, understand what we're going through, uh, and, and try to understand the treatment that we're uh, going through as well. So um, I just hope that those that are listening to this podcast will really um, try to understand that it is not always a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Right. We have a friend uh, named Catherine who's been metastatic for almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Wow. But so here's the thing. Um, I did just sort of an unofficial poll of a group of males I know uh, years ago asking the same question. Um, would you want to know, would you be mad if they didn't tell you right away? And like eight out of 10 were like, yeah, I'd be pissed. And I'm like, I'm trying to hold back judgment as mm-hmm. I'm talking to them. And I'm like, okay, tell me why. Cause I'm, I'm fascinated why people believe or think the way they do. And I said, well, okay, well tell me why and be real. And they said, well, I don't know if I could handle it coming back. And I, I totally validate that. I get that with everything within me. But hear this. In the United States, one in eight women will be affected by breast cancer in their lifetime. One in 833 men will be diagnosed in their lifetime. So let's go back to the female stats. One in eight. How many women have you dated? A plethora. Right. So, so. Keep it 100. A plethora. I need a drink. Many. And I was one of them. Many. But here's the thing, one in eight. So you're. So this is this was my response to them. I'm not arguing your feelings. Mm. Your feelings are valid, but the facts are, you're already taking a chance with one in eight women that you date that she could be affected, and she's taking a chance with you that one in eight hundred thirty three men could be affected. Does that change your perspective at all? <sighs> no, it would not change my perspective at all. It's just the numbers make me aware of how uh, prevalent mm-hmm. it is and that it could happen to anybody. It could happen to any, my, my sister, my aunt, my daughter. You me. can happen to you. Yeah, to me too. So I have to be sensitive to the fact that, you know, this, this could happen to me. Be sensitive to the fact of a woman with breast cancer. And I think for me, the more I know, the more comfortable I'll be. I'll feel about it. If we're in a relationship, the more I know. Now, also not understanding that there's a flip, there's a fight. There's going to be a fight. If if it comes back, there's going to be a fight. And I have to be mentally prepared to walk with her through that fight. I'm not going to run and hide. 
I'll be there. I'll walk with you to hey, the Mark fight. Mark said the same thing. I know, but he, he, you know, he retreated, and he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. He should have been there, right there with you. What would be the difference for you if the lady was already metastatic and 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 in treatment instead of um, not in treatment? Once again, I would have to. The more knowledge about it, the better I would. Better I would feel. The more acceptance of about it that I, you know, that I would be. Knowledge is power. Right. So I, I need to know. I need to know what the, the, the full layout. I understand what metastatic means, you know. So that means it's good. I think that means it's in your bones, right? It has spread it, it to spread other, it parts, to other of parts of your body, body right? your yeah. organs. Organs, yeah. Yes. So I have to be understanding. And then I would want to know, okay, well, what's the worst case scenario? Because I want to be prepared for that. I want to be prepared for the worst case scenario. By, while, by still providing support and understanding and compassion. Levetta, what I've heard from, from you at times and other metastatic patients is that you're mainly interested in companionship. Exactly. We all want to be loved. We all want to have someone hold our hand and put their arm around us and, and feel special to that person. But it's more about companionship. Yes, exactly. It's not about, you know, trying to get into a relationship and, you know, trying to get married off the bat. It's not all, it's not about that. It's just being able to share my life with someone, you know, that I'm compatible with that love to do some of the things that I love to do. And, you know, I love to do some of the things that he loves to do. Uh, That's what it's all about for me. I'm not trying to, um, you know, jump into a marriage or anything like that, but it's all about relationship. What I will tell you is that in my experience running the CARE Project for the last almost eight years is breast cancer survivors in general, we have a newfound love for the simple joys, Mm. the simple things. Literally floating in my pool for hours with no commitments is like a joy. You know, other people are like, oh, let's go to Maui for the week. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm going to be in my backyard. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to say I don't want to do other things, but I mean, like, I find the joy in the simple things. Levetta will call me and say, hey, do you want to go listen to this band? They're live at this, you know, whatever, the mall. It doesn't matter. They're live in Puerto Rico. Yeah, well, there was that Puerto (laughs) Rico trip. (laughs) And the cruise, you know. But but we have a new zest and appreciation for life, and we realize that we're of a certain age now where, gosh, in theory – we probably should have already done some traveling and done this and done that. But for me, I became a mom at 18. So I haven't had a lot of life experiences. Has the sex changed? Having sex with breast cancer, uh, or uh, has that changed for you? So that is not uh, a one. So what I will say, and I'm going to answer that very honestly, but let me go back it up a little bit. First of all, breast cancer doesn't affect everybody the same way. But some people may think that way. I, I know. That's <clears throat> why I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So not everybody that has breast cancer loses their breasts. My friend Heather has never had any surgery because she was diagnosed so late stage, there was no point in even taking them off, right? And now she's metastatic also. She's had brain tumors. She's had it in her lungs, but she's living life. She's traveling. Yeah, she is. She's doing her thing. Lavetta is living life. She just got her second master's. You know, yeah. like they live more fully than even I do. And so um, sex is not the, the change in our bodies. So for me, I'll speak for myself. So my breast cancer was estrogen fed. Okay. So chemotherapy throws you into like a faux menopause because it stops your your period from coming. So you no longer have a cycle for a time. Because I was 41, I was sort of, 
I wasn't menopausal yet, but mm-hmm. I was approaching it. And so my oncologist said, okay, look, we're not going to do a hysterectomy yet. We're not going to remove your ovaries. Let's see if it comes back. There's a good chance it can. And if you start to see any bleeding, any spotting at all, call me immediately. That happened. And so immediately I went in and had a hysterectomy. So the results of that hysterectomy showed I had the beginning stages of cancer in my uterus, the uterine lining. So it's a good choice I made, right? I say all that to say, now the side effects of having everything removed means your natural lubrication is gone. It means the tissue atrophies or it shrinks. Mm -hmm. So you're back to feeling like a virgin and you're dry, which means if you try to have intercourse, it can feel, some people have said, um, like a a million paper cuts. Mm. So what can you do about it? There's things you can do. I had laser procedure. Um, I forget what it's called now. I can't think of it. I can't think of it. But we have a great doctor who's an OBGYN who also is a hormone specialist. And so she, we can't take hormones to other women as they approach menopause can take estrogen replacement Mm. and therefore, you know, get their libido back. Cause we also lose our libido from the chemo medication, all of it. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a hysterectomy or an oophorectomy, meaning they take your ovaries, uh, same thing. So now you're not only dealing with, first of all, I feel sick as hell. Second of all, I'm dry. I'm shrunken up, which means it hurts all of those things. And then on top of that, you got to deal with someone like you who's mm-hmm. looking at you like you don't have breasts. But here's the thing. I was able and fortunate to have these laser procedures that re- basically they call it vaginal rejuvenation. I think the media thinks and, and the general public sees that and they think, oh, they just want to be tight again. No, it's not about that. What it does is it, it causes the tissue to regenerate and the cells to regenerate. So you naturally get back your elasticity, you get back your natural lubrication, you get back your desire. And so, yes, you still are going to use lube because after 50, you're pretty much using lube anyway, right? Right. right. But it, it changes. So you can still have a very good sex life if that person isn't hung up on whatever your breast situation is. And wouldn't that be good information for that person to know? When the time is appropriate. You know, when you're, if you're dating somebody because yeah. you're going to come to that that plateau somewhere online you're going to come to that point yeah yeah and that person needs to know specifically as to okay well what what is it can you do what is it can you not when but when do you start having conversations about sex when you first meet somebody (sighs) it happens all the time okay well i guess i'm out of it happens all the time i'm out of i'm look for some for some people now it happens it happens quick up front it's up front Mm mm-hmm they come with you. Yeah. What position you like? Yeah. This is why I'm single. I, I don't understand that. I guess I just find, I, I don't, for me, it's about getting to know somebody. And I don't know if it's because I value my body now more Probably. than I did before, Probably. right? I'm, and I'm just thinking this as out loud as it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I actually value my yeah. body more and now. cancer takes you in a different zone. Totally. You know, it takes mm-hmm. you in a totally different zone where your body is... It is your body, and you think about it, but when you're trying to get to know someone, you're trying to get to know who they are, you know, their mind, you know, their experiences, you know, and and, and if they're bringing any drama, because 
when you yeah, go through man. breast cancer or any type of cancer, no you, it's no drama. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting any drama from me because I've been through that, right. you know, so, and I don't plan on experiencing that from anyone else or anyone bringing that type of uh, energy into my life. And a lot of breast cancer patients are like that because of what we have experienced. So with that being said, um, you just have to be up front. If you want to, you know, share that up front, you can. If you don't, you know, you just wait until the time comes. I feel like this. I don't owe you that any off rip. Like at, at right. some point yeah. I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, if not initially I meet you and hey, let's go out and let's, you know, let's see where this goes. I, I'm digging you. We have mm-hmm. this thing. Okay. Now that's going to be like, okay, well, we need to have this conversation soon. Right. But if I'm just meeting you. Yeah. You're not privy to that information. That's okay, like me I mean, asking yeah. your medical information. And do you have erectile dysfunction? You're of a certain age. You're diabetic. Do you have problems because of your medication? Mm-hmm. Is your penis smaller than this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you that. Or do you have yeah. prostate problems? You right. know, things like that. Right. Yeah. Are you obligated to tell me what your penis length is? No. But then men, I'm not obligated but to tell men you about my are different. Men are different. Bullshit. We are sexual as you as why do you, you think should we're know not? we're more sexual, but, why do you but think we're, we're more not? sexual than you guys are yeah. because you because we're predatory. Men are predatory. So if someone asks you about your penis, I'm like, what? if someone asks you about your penis, your, yeah. the length of your penis, yeah. that would make you feel some kind of way. And if I'm proud of the length of my penis, I would tell. Okay, so if that makes you feel some kind of way, how do you think a woman feel when you're asking those questions about her body? Right, you know? but some men mm-hmm. they don't care. They look at they look at you and the first thing is oh man I want that I want to hit that and that's their focus even at our mm-hmm. age even at our age I'm disgusted even at really? our age well you Come know on. what I have had have had guys to ask me uh, within a week about sex yeah I have had that question that I told them it's none of your business I guess that turned them off right it quickly and I knew that guy didn't wasn't supposed to be in my life tell the truth you know so yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, because you can get those type of questions if you're online. Yeah. You can definitely yeah. get those type of questions online. How are you feeling about yeah. this? Wow. You know what? I haven't had to go. I've, I don't have breast cancer. I've right. never had um, any kind of cancer um, scares or anything like that. Um, but just dating in general is rough. And now at this age, it's even rougher. And But those questions, just like he said, they come up, you know, and for me, this is so weird because I'm listening to what your concerns are because of your situations. And I have mine um, that have come up because I'm like, I've, I've been like going through this whole realization of myself mm-hmm. and why I am the way I am and, and all the triggers and all these kind of things are going on in my head. So I think to myself, like, when do I share, you know, what problems I've had? You know, not everybody wants to hear that you are a domestic violence survivor. They don't want to hear that either. Right. And then if they do, do they really care? I don't think they realize. Or are they going to use it against you and manipulate you? Right. Because I've even had people say to me, well, I just want to see. I just want to see what you look like. Oh, that's sick. What? That's just, that's just sick. I want to see your scar. See? Really? <laughs> that's that craziness yeah. that I'm talking about. That men uh, in there and their, what yeah. do we think and how I we want to see what it the, look like. The, the things that uh, we come up with. I guess I just hold out hope that there are people out there of the opposite sex of me that still are interested in really learning and connecting on a soul level, on a spiritual level, and not just sexual. 
Um, because when you are connected in that way, you can conquer the sexual stuff. Right. That should flow organically. Exactly. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. But men, even men I'm, I'm in our age group, nope. You're nope. older. I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, 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 my, in my age group. <laughs> 60 plus. <laughs> I mean, sure, we're, we're still out there thinking, thinking what our little head, not our big head. Men are visual. We're visual. We and, and I and visual. I already know, listen, because I'm in the dating pool, and I already know that if I don't have a full-body portrait on my page, yep. it's going to be requested of me because yep. men want to see. Oh, I get that. Yep. What, what they're working with. And, and I want to see their full body, too. Because I'm sorry. Yes. I was married to a six-foot-eight man, so probably the shortest I'm going to date is like 5'10". Well, and that's really and pushing And it. there's that part. Yeah. Right. So I get yeah. that as, as an overall, because you, you're attracted to whatever. But if you're looking at me with clothing on, can you tell no. that I don't have nipples? Yeah. No. Can you tell that what is on my bre- uh, on my chest is my stomach that was created into breast mounds like a Barbie? Can you tell we are act- we have actually been through breast cancer? No. Or I, I'm actually no. going through can it right now. Can you tell that Lavetta yeah. is deemed, quote, unquote, yeah. terminal? Yeah. No. Can you tell that I'm on chemo every right. week? Right. You, no. you especially can't tell mm-hmm. when our asses are out in Puerto Rico. Yeah. No. You know, you, he- you see some of the videos like on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, the ones that regarding couples and love that get a lot of traction, if you will, are those old couples holding hands mm-hmm. that you know. They're probably not having sex anymore. No. What connects them? OnlyFans. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> really, what connects them? And and do you automatically think that because I've been affected physically this way, that I am like damaged goods, that mm. I am not sexual, that I am not? Because you walked in my house and said, dang, Carrie, you look good. Mm-hmm. If you saw me on the street, would you try to talk to me? Seriously, I'm asking. You know that, yeah. right? But yeah, so would that? I mech, ch- I mech you. But would that? <laughs> but would that change when you see these scars? No. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over forty, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
But you just said if you found if you saw me on a dating site and it said, you know, because listen, here's the thing. Let me keep it real. If if and when and I haven't been on a dating site in a very long time, but when I did, if I connected with anybody, the first thing I did when I had their full name was Google their ass. I'm Googling you. That's what we do. That's what anybody should do. I want you to Google me. Well, guess what? I have a story about that really quick. My wife did the same thing about me, and my cousin was the most wanted person in Arizona. Now keep going. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a speed bump. Okay, you can continue. Oh, my. And she still married you. She did. Wow. And then she found out my credit score and still married me. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, the thing is, is if you Google me, the first thing you're going to see is founder and president of the Care Project, Inc., a breast cancer charity, breast cancer survivor, all the shows I've been on. All the stories that have been written about me, the mm-hmm. press, whatever. So you're going to know off rip and you're missing out. Are you telling them to Google you? No. Okay. Then. No, but people if, do. If I met you on the street, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would Google you. People do. I don't know. I know in the past when I was on a site and talked to somebody, they're like, oh yeah, I, I, I looked you up and I see that you run a nonprofit. What else do you do for a living? Mm. I was like, oh, okay. So at that point, I know that they knew. And the conversation didn't go much further. I felt like it was an obligatory conversation mm. because we never talked after that. Because that's mm. what happens, right, Lavetta? Right, Share your experience. I was on a website, and me and this guy, we connected, you know. And once I told him three weeks later after we met that I am metastatic breast cancer, he ghosted me. Wow. Didn't even yeah. have the respect to no. say to her, you he know what? And, 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 and I don't want to speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. I don't care if it's breast cancer, if it's my ass is too flat, or if it's my gut is too big. Whatever the case is, if you're not failing me for some type of way, be a grown-up and say, you know what, with tact, with respect, you know what, it's been really great meeting you. I just don't think we have a connection. Mm-hmm. I really wish you well. Exactly. I've had that experience. And the, and the gentleman said to me, you got a lot going on. You work full time, you run a nonprofit. And he had done that. Mm. He was about five years older than me. And he said, I've lived that life and I know the phase you're in right now. And I really respect and admire it, but I'm past that now. And I'm really Mm. about, I want to spontaneously travel. And I just don't think we would be a good fit, but gosh, I wish you so much. And I was like, Gosh, I really love that. Thank you so much for being honest. What's his name? Yeah, I don't know, but I, can I get his number? No, because he had like <laughs> 10 kids, so I wasn't trying to go out with him anyway. Oh, <laughs> What's been your experience in the non-cancer-affected okay, dating so, world? So those ones don't exist. Oh, um, I've gotten ghosted several times yeah. for who knows what, because I have no idea. Um, but to be honest, I have ghosted too. But let me tell you, the, re- the one person I just remember, I don't remember everybody that if I've had to ghost him, but... The one person I did was because of his um, his personality was way over the top, um, arrogant. And so I knew if I were to share with him that I am not interested, um, I was going to be met with drama mm-hmm. and argumentative stuff. And I am so anti any of that. I just decided it would probably be best for me just to block mm-hmm. and not proceed. Yeah. And and leave it alone because he was really into himself, really into himself. And um, I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like arrogance. It just turns me off so bad. And, yeah. you know, I didn't realize it initially, but uh, 
I think the last conversation I had with him, he was just like really being himself. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then I see stories of couples that meet in their late 50s, late 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, keep hope alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, I will say that my life is incredibly fucking peaceful. Right. Right. I got my own I'm little house. Yes. I got my own little car. I got my own little podcast studio. I got my man cave, woman cave, whatever you right. want to call it. Like I am so content in my life, but I have so much to give. So what do I do with all that? I pour myself into my nonprofit. I pour myself into trying to take better care of myself. Um, That's what we do. So if you had a man in your life, it would be different. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. I would scale back and make room for that person. Mm. Absolutely. I fill my time with my charity work because who else is going to receive all my love and attention? Right. Might as well be cancer patients. I have no attachments. I don't even have my dog here today. He's with a babysitter. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here. Look, I'm I'm a sports chick. I like to drive my truck. Like, I, I, I have so much to offer. And if my breasts being made out of my abdominal tissue with the stretch marks that used to be on my abdomen from my children, you know, men say, oh, stretch marks are beautiful. Really? Mm. Are they really beautiful? Are they beautiful now that they're on my chest because they've been made into breasts? I'm destined wow. to be alone. Yeah. What Cheers do for we that. do? What do we do? <laughs> Cheers yeah. for that. Yeah. We drink wine. What exactly do we do? What do we do? What is your advice? I'm your friend. What is your advice? If I say to you, you know what? I feel like I'm really ready emotionally, physically, spiritually. Let me lose 50 pounds. Uh, no you, drama. There you go. Yeah, no drama. Like I hold my own financially. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't exactly. need anybody to save me. All I want is someone to enjoy my life with me. And I think you put it out there. You put it out there as, as, as plain, as clear, as concise as you can. That this is what you want. This is what you're going through. Or this is what you've been through. You have to put it out there. You have to be able to. You, my thing is, and, and I learned this from somebody in this room, uh, taking away people's choices. I, I never want to take away anybody's choices, the right to choose. So I would put it out there, 100. This is me. You, you like it or you don't. You want well, it or and you I, don't. And I live yeah. my life that and way. And that's what you should continue I to do. I live my life that way. What I struggle with is the concept that I am obligated to some fucking stranger on the internet to list that on a profile. Hey, by the way, I don't have nipples, but hey, I still have a sex drive. I mean, come on. That's that's my medical history. Are you disclosing your medical history? No. Right. No. And period. But. (laughs) But. There's a but. Period. There's always a but. 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 I remember I, I met a friend who who had a double mask. She mm-hmm. was she was flat, okay. And she's you know she put that out there in her in her in her in her in her in her bio in her profile that she's she's flat. That's her choice. That's her choice. Yeah. But that's giving a man to choose if he doesn't want a flat woman. But then he, he can moves also on. see her in, she, in photos as flat as flat. But you can't tell that what I have. Is not real, natural, if you will, breasts. Okay, but then, so for me and my naivety, I'm going to put it this way. Yeah. The majority of women who have breast cancer, 
I think you mentioned that some of them don't have their breasts removed right. or augmented in any shape. They or may form. have just a lumpectomy, mm-hmm. right? Or they may just keep one. So we, yeah. so as as a man, I gotta be conscious and, and understanding to that too. That you know, there's going to be some some surgery that has that has happened that has taken place. So I have he has to be open to that too. He has to have an open mind. To I'm it. not. I'm not. I'm not arguing that at all. Let me be clear. But I'm, I'm not arguing be... that at all. What I am arguing is that that needs to be your knowledge. You, as a complete stranger, me just meeting you, like you're privy to that right this minute. I would want to know up front. I would want to know before you even get my phone number. You I would want to know. I would want to know up front. So let's say we met at a party. You mm-hmm. would, and we, you know, the vibes are good, and we're conversating and you would want me to share that with you probably not at a party but if if on on a, on, on a dating event. profile yeah i want to know mm-hmm. i want to know in person let's say you were at a bar hanging out and you ran into this person and you guys are really vibing you've been there for about an hour would you expect them to go hey by the way i had breast cancer nine times out of ten they probably would tell me th- that wasn't a question yeah but don't you think that they don't want to talk about it they probably don't want to talk about it but I'd want to know. My thing is, once you get a certain age, everybody has something going on. Right. Everybody. Right. Once you get a certain age, everyone, a man or a woman has something going on with their bodies. You know, whether it's diabetes or whatever, and that causes sexual drive. Yeah. And and from that point, and from from that standpoint, I would want to know because maybe I want to share my stuff. Right. Why wouldn't you share yours up front? Yeah, I'd, I'd share my stuff up front. If you if you would meet someone, would you say, hey, I, I have diabetes, I'm on insulin, yeah. I have a prostate problem, you know, right then at, and there. At, at this point in my life, yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, no. Yeah. 10 years ago, no. Okay. But now, yeah, I'll let you yeah. know. This is my fight. Yeah, I think I'd okay. want to know if you had ED. Yeah. ED? Well, I, yeah. ED, I will, yeah. Dysfunction. yeah. Wow. So I will tell you, I will tell you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make I met somebody a couple years ago that um, was totally different from anybody else that I'd ever dated. And I thought, okay, maybe this is what I need to do. Do something different. Haven't we all done that at some mm-hmm. point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Totally not my type, but nice guy. Like, let's see where this goes. He couldn't perform and tried to make up for it. Oh, let me buy you this. I mean, I'm not interested in that. And it wasn't that he couldn't even perform. Yes, that was a factor. I'm not going to lie. The fact was he fucking lied. He acted like he was healthy when he wasn't. Mm. He lied and wasted a lot of my time. Wow. And there's Chris with his son. There's effects. Chris. Wow. <laughs> and I think Did that's you- what happened on a lot of the profiles. You know, there's a lot of lies. They're not upfront. But when you meet us, meaning breast cancer patients, we have nothing to lose, yeah. you know, about being upfront. We have nothing to lose at all. And so would you want the men that you meet, would you want them to be up front too? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Give let me yes. make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm still married. Hey, I got six kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't want any more kids. Hey, I have erectile dysfunction, but I'm working on it with my doctor. Hey, I have diabetes, but I'm managing it. What yes. I think you ladies are looking at this all wrong. I think they're the men are coming at you like Oh, you run a nonprofit. Oh, how many kids do you have? Oh, grandkids. You have a house. Oh, you have this job forever. Oh, how many masters do you have? Oh, I don't have any of those things. And I'm going to go over here and, and pretend I don't, you know, you know, like they're intimidated by you on top of the fact that you've had this diagnosis and you're treating them like they can't 
even match what you've done in your life with what they've done. So they've, you know, dropped away or whatever. Yeah, there has been some of that. It's definitely intimidation. It's definitely intimidation. Some men are intimidated by that, by all the things that you are. Your wholeness, they're intimidated by that. And they feel that maybe they, they can't level up or they can't compete with that. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like, don't you feel, Lavetta, like, and, and you too, don't you feel like at this point in my life, at this stage, in this age, like, I got me. I just need you to add to it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want to share it with you. Exactly. Right? I want to share it with you. I don't need anything from you other than your presence. Right. And I'm your, not trying to find, find myself or find out who I am. Right. I already know. Right. We fucking know who we to, are. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to mm-hmm. be with anyone that's trying to. Show me how to be who who he wants me to be. Right. I'm just me. Right. You know, so. Yeah, get in where you fit in. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I guess we're going to be single forever. <laughs> I'll be right there with yeah. you. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So, Girl gang. It, it, so you're saying, so it's no different. <laughs> dating is no different than for Good. for you. Mm-mm. No. Or, or, or women with breast cancer. No, it's not. It's no different. It's it, all it the same. It actually isn't. Yeah, that's just the cherry on top. I'm sorry. Cheers, Cheers for that. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that, though. I feel like if you were attracted, Chris, Mm -hmm. to both of us sitting here, Mm -hmm. say say you met us both online. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're equally attracted physically by photos, by candor, whatever. And then you meet up with us in person. Again, equal, great energy, really interested. I want to take these two out and see where it goes. And you find out I have breast cancer and don't have nipples, but you find out she doesn't. Does that mean that I'm automatically out of the running based on what you shared? Sounds like it. Damn. (laughs) I mean, keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100. Yeah, absolutely. Please. You're eliminated. 
Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Damn it. Hey, look, period. I don't, I don't have any wine. Yeah. Period. You're right? eliminated. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And due to the fact there's the mentality would be there's a whole bunch of there could be a whole bunch like you said like you said earlier anybody you, I mean you you live you anything could happen to anybody but you're saying oh, well her chances I'm looking at well how, how's her chances of survival versus her chances does she have limitations but that she doesn't she still has a one in eight chance of I know, developing breast but cancer we don't think that way but I and I appreciate your honesty we don't think that her way. one in eight chance of being diagnosed is probably is as actually higher way higher if we do the percentages. I'm just having a moment. If we do the percentages, her chance as someone who's not been affected right now is significantly higher that she will be diagnosed than my percentage of mine coming back. So chew on that shit for a minute. I'm chewing. <laughs> it's, I, mean, it, it, I just it's thought deep. about that. I just thought about that. I'm a 10-year survivor. Right. Does that give you any comfort? You would think that would. You would think, yeah. But the choice between you and her would still be the same. It was very clear. It would still be the same. It was was very clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it would still be the same. Because I'm a man and I like boobs. I like titties. I like nipples. Do you feel like I'm less of a woman or less feminine? No. Are you saying that because you're my friend? Because you really can't hurt my feelings. No. I don't think I have feelings left (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Let me be real. No, I I don't think you're less feminine. Do you think I am less of a woman? I don't think you're less of a woman. I, I don't know. But my perf- I, can't, but, but my, I can't reconcile but, that. But my, but my mentality is, and then this is just how I would, how 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 I would think. She's more, and and even me with scars and all this other shit, and, right. and I'm being stupid. My my stupid mentality is, she's close. She's close to perfect. Mm-hmm. She's close to to the perfect woman physically, mm-hmm. because she has nipples. So we're not. Yeah. We're lacking, right? And that's and that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the choices that some men make, would make. How sad for them to miss out. I'm just going to say this: How sad for them to miss out on people who have been to death's door, people that have gone to the depths of their own soul to find their own self worth and value. And know that they are more than their shell. Mm. We are so much more than those who have not been there. And you know this mm-hmm. because you have your own scars mm-hmm. and your own trauma, mm-hmm. physical. Mm-hmm. And now that you know everything and you've processed your trauma, can you imagine if I looked at you and said you are less of a man to me because of your Scarring. Exactly. It's shitty. It is. It is. And how sad. And and listen, I really say this. Like, I don't feel bad for me. Because like LaVetta said, if you can't handle this, you don't deserve this. Mm -hmm. Because I am more of a woman than half the women I know that have never been affected by breast cancer. Simply because of the life lessons. Mm -hmm. Simply because of me having to be stripped of my hair, Mm. my breasts. Everything that society says makes me feminine and makes me a woman, I have lost. But what I've gained is self-worth, right. love, yeah. understanding, grace, mercy for self. Mm-hmm. 
And you would think that's what a man would be looking for. You would. That's what they right. say that's they my, want. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly. what they say they want. I'm looking for this woman yeah. that's real, that has herself together. There's no drama, you know, and she know who she is. She's, She's not never going to ask on you, me. do I look fat or yeah. this? Because she don't give yeah. a fuck. You know, yeah. but She's just happy that's to be what alive. you hear. This is what men want. Yeah. But what I'm hearing today is totally different. Yeah. 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 And it is sad. It, it is, is sad. It is. But you're being, because because I'm real about it because yeah. I, I want you yeah. my scars and all I'm asking you to accept accept me for me right scars and all why can't I accept you for you scars right. and all right. should be it should be level up it should be a level yeah most men are just intimidated I think it's uh it's it's a complex situation I appreciate your honesty yeah. um it's it's really sad it's sad though do you think it's in every group of men as far as their race you know, or their background or, question. or, you know, is it, is it like this across the board? I, I don't, I don't think it, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm a black man. So mm-hmm. I mean, I can only speak from my own perspective. Yeah, but what about your friends? By my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the people that I know, the people that are close to me in my circle, uh, the more knowledge that they would have about the situation, the more accepting that they would be. And and even for me, the more knowledge I have about it, the more accepting I would be of it, yeah. the more supportive I would be of it. Because a lot of us men, we don't know anything about breast cancer because it doesn't directly affect us. If it's not directly affect us or our family, we don't know nothing about it. And if you heard about it today and our experiences, what 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 are your thoughts on that now? Well, obviously, Rico. obviously, <laughs> mine, obviously, knowing care as long as I've had yeah. I'm, and seeing her go yeah. through it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sensitive to to the to the topic, to the subject. But I wanted to be honest from, you know, from, right. from a man's perspective as to how we, how we look at things and how we, we, we visualize things. That's why I asked you to be here. And yeah. I told Chris, my producer, that yeah. I said, you know, there's this guy I know. He has a show. He keeps it real. And I, I think he'd be perfect to be on this. It's, it's, it's interesting, like you say, you watched me go through it. And to me, that's all a blur because I, I literally <laughs> was in survival mode. And, but one story I've shared several times, and I don't think that Chris realizes the connection. I've shared this story. Um, one of the things that we talk about um, in our what not to say to, to breast cancer patients is don't tell us to call you if we need something. Mm, We're not calling. Right. Just show up and do it. Right. And I always share the experience I have of a friend showing up with a lawnmower in their trunk. And just showing up and just cutting my grass with no prior knowledge. At least I don't remember it. And that was Chris. Do you remember me telling you about that story? Yeah. That was this guy. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. He just showed up just like my friend Vern, Mm -hmm. who knew I was in chemo. And he just had all these cases of bottled water. And he thought, well, she could probably use this. And it was the baby bottles. And so I was so weak I could hold the little bottle. And he just showed up with a truck, a literally a truck bed full of water. And so thank you for that. <laughs> so now people can put the voice yeah. to that story because yeah. I talk about it all the yeah. time. I always use it as an example, like just show up. Yeah. Um, that, that, let's wrap with this. Because we could talk for hours, but I'm getting emotional. <laughs> could be the wine. But um, no, I think it's sobering. Yeah. It's sobering. And I think, um, I think I've, I know, let me rephrase that. I know that I've buried myself in my work with creating the care project, becoming a death doula, um, all the things that I do, 
this podcast um, because what else am I going to do? Because when I threw my ring in my hat into that ring of dating, it was either met with just bullshit, just crappy pool at this age of 51 or people that did stand around long enough to get to know me and see a bit of my life. They said to me, you're incredible. What you do is amazing to see and to hear about everything you've been through is so inspiring, but not for me. So you say you want an independent, strong, yet loving woman who gives back to her community, who is financially responsible, who has good credit, who owns her own home, whose kids are grown. I have all of those things, but I don't have nipples or the breasts I was born with because I was affected by breast cancer. No fault of my own. It just happened. And it happens to one in eight women. So I will say to any man who feels like I need to know right away, I need to make an informed decision, you might want to check yourself because one in eight women will be affected with breast cancer and they have no way of knowing. So are you going to be mad when your girlfriend or your wife is affected? And are you then going to leave because they couldn't forewarn you? Something to think about. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the invite. Appreciate it. Thank you for being real. As always. It's not the first time you made me cry. <laughs> That's another show. <laughs> Lavetta, thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. I, I want to hear from you lastly as, as our resident therapist. What is your therapist mind? Can you, can you do that? Can you disconnect from being the metastatic patient and going to your therapist mind for me? Right. Today, no. Okay. No. Thank you for being honest. Because it's all about us. You know, yeah. those women like me that are stage four, stage three in recovery, uh, remission. No, I cannot today. Yeah. Yeah. I feel a little bit numb right now. Yeah. But you know what? I thank you, Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really do thank you so much for being honest and just putting it out there and being real about it. It's painful to know, you yeah. know, but it's real, but it's painful to know, you know, um, because they're, we're good women and we deserve good men. And I know there are some out there that are, there are still some good men out there, you know, but um, this, if this the way is going to be, or if this the way it is, um, we just have to accept it and just wait and see. That's, that's my last words on it. I always say, let's wait and see. I'm going to go have more wine. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me sit in on this because I, I don't know everything about breast cancer. Nobody in my family's ever had that. Um, I do have a coworker whose husband had breast cancer. Yeah. And that was very interesting to me mm-hmm. um, just to know everything that she has gone through as his wife. Absolutely. Um, just, I was just like, wow. Even the doctors, because you don't, Men getting breast cancer is not... It's rare, but it happens. Yes, and his mother had it. Yeah. And it didn't go... It didn't get uh, passed on to his sister. Right. He got breast cancer, and he's had one breast removed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. guys don't think that they have breast tissue, and they do. Yeah. All humans have yeah. breast tissue. Yeah. Yes. If you have breast tissue, you can get breast cancer. I said it before, I'll say it again. One in 833 men, if you're a man diagnosed with any form of cancer, go to manuptocancer.com. Those are my brothers in arms. They will support you every step of the way. I got nothing left. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening to Handle with Care, Cancer and Beyond. Please let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and review. And don't forget to share it with a friend. For more information or to connect with Carrie, go to thecareprojectinc.org. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.